You made it a lot further through that theme song than I can. It's a pretty iconic theme. All I know is the dun 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 It's not in it. I just did it. I'm not doing it again. You got your treat. You have to fucking digest it and treasure it in your heart. Well, 42 movies and they still didn't establish the theme song for me. Well, that's just you. They actually really did a good job, I thought, of getting the theme song more notable. It was in every trailer at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but let's just keep that and un- Don't you hide that memory under a bushel basket, Mikey. You gotta let it shine. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey guys, this is gonna be an our Avengers Endgame spoiler cast because some May 11th, dirty, 2019. giant nose <laughs> responsibility machine hasn't been able to see it. No one's ever called day. me that. <laughs> Yeah, school's finally done for the year, and uh, I put it off, and I, I was pretty nervous about putting it off and not getting it spoiled, but uh, literally the only thing I got spoiled, and obviously this is going to be a spoiler thing, mm-hmm. so if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame, fast forward at least probably half an hour. I'd say probably longer. Yeah. I think we're going to be talking about it a bit. Um, the only thing I got spoiled was I saw something on Facebook with a mouse, and I was like, oh, that's probably like a pivotal plot thing and it no that's just yeah. how ant-man gets out of the <laughs> ultimate yeah it's just like i guess like maybe two billion of the billion scenarios dr strange saw was like oh a mouse walks over those controls and gets scott lang it's somehow the right buttons yeah it seemed like it was just one button like it just walked over a touch screen and it was like now activating exit mode uh so you have seen it now yes and again spoilers so be forewarned What'd you think of it? I liked it. I was expecting a little bit more. Um, I was definitely expecting more people to die. And you really only kill off two. And I can't believe Captain America made it, technically. How how excited do you think I was? Like, not only did he live, he gets to have, like, the best ending possible for him. Which I didn't like the having his cake and eating it too ending. Like the spending a lifetime not having a family and fighting. And it's like, oh, but I get to do both now. I mean, he only, I guess, really And wasn't she, didn't she marry somebody else? Like one of the other people that fought with him in the first movie? So, here's Like Dum Dum Dugan or something? So here's the thing. Uh, There's a lot of things that once you start getting into it, like, could get you down like a rabbit hole of questions. Mm Mm-hmm. And I have elected not to, like, jump down that hole. I have heard some people say that it wasn't clear who she married, just that it was one of the Howling Commandos. Maybe she said that to vaguely hide that it wasn't, in fact, Steve Rogers or so. I don't know. Like, once you incorporate time travel into your movie, it creates a bunch of questions. I'm never a fan of it. But... Introducing time travel almost always just complicates it, and for me, generally doesn't add a lot to it, outside of getting nostalgia, which you get a ton of that in this movie, which I did like, but I I didn't, the time travel didn't really, I mean, how else do you bring all those people back, I guess? It's the only way you could have done it, but... I mean, so, walk me through it. What was your feeling when, ten minutes into the movie, they show up at Thanos' place, and Thor just cuts his head right off? Huh. Um... My first thought of the movie, they're like, ugh, I gotta start with fucking Hawkeye? Well, whatever. We'll get this over with, and surely he'll be a minor character throughout the rest of this. Uh, then we get to 
they go to whatever that planet Thanos is sitting on, and he's in like just a dirty T-shirt, and, <laughs> and he looks like, it looks like a bandana that he's using for washing dishes. Um, that was surprising. And then Thanos is obviously like hideously scarred, so like something else has happened that you don't know about. Uh, I was surprised, but I, I never for a second didn't know time travel was going to be a part of it. So it, it did. It wasn't like that's the end of Thanos. Yeah. But it's pretty crazy when you go into it and you're like, what, 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 what do they do now? The plan you guys should have done the first time where it's like, cuts off his hand. like, Oh yeah, immediately removes it. Uh, yeah, it's pretty, It's a pretty crazy opening. I I, I mean, I'll say this. I still lo- I love the movie. I liked Infinity Wars, I think, better. I think Infinity Wars probably yeah, a, I definitely a, did. a stronger movie and tighter. Uh, but this one was a like a great payoff to if you've been following the Marvel movies too, to essentially eleven years worth of like payoff. I can't. So here's the thing: Did you cry at all watching it or get emotional no. at all? I didn't in the theater. I mean, when I, when but, Iron when Iron Man's finally like dying, dying. It you know it's hard not to get a little like because I, I wasn't expecting that. I thought like he'll retire, especially when you gave him the kid. I was like, all right, he'll retire and he'll just barely show up in a few more movies. Uh-huh. But, like, I saw it in theater opening night, which is the busiest I've ever seen that movie theater. And I worked there for a year. Mm-hmm. To the back ends of, like, all the parking spots there. And I got there. It's a ha- huge parking lot, too. I got there half hour early. And I was still, like, half hour before previews, even. Okay. And I was still fifth row from the front, shoulder to shoulder oh. with people. And I think that may have inhibited my ability to, like, have any emotion too much like there's one moment where i kind of have a gasp and it's obviously a captain america moment but outside of that like nothing emotional cut to yesterday i watched the avengers portal scene again on pornhub because it finally got updated there yeah that took way too long i mean come on i love pornhub for a lot of reasons but if i can't get good quality leaks <laughs> on there within the first week what the fuck's the point of well it? for movies you've already paid for you've done your due diligence yeah i just wanted to watch the portal scene again because that scene is so cool. Where and, everyone just shows up? Yeah, where yeah. everyone show, starts showing up at the portal. And there's a small moment of just feeling emotion there when you're like, it's fucking, everybody's fucking here in this scene. There's people who I had to stop and be like, I, do I know all this? Yeah, because at first it's just Captain America out there, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. that's the moment, when, that's such an amazing shot of like, the giant like horizon shot of a Captain America against the entirety of Thanos' army. And he's still including these gorilla soldiers. I didn't even know he had. <laughs> yeah, he should have brought those to the last battle. <laughs> and he like just pulls up the the shield and he's ready to fight. And then the, there's so many like little call outs where Falcon's the one saying on your left this time, and then it's like just one boom after another. Yeah. All these people showing up. I missed it. Howard the Duck is even in that one of the shots there. Yeah, apparently, the Ravagers are in that giant fight. Who I missed. They're like the group from Guardians of the Galaxy, the one Yondu was a part of. Oh, okay, the pirates. Yeah, and I think that large organization that Sylvester Stallone was technically a part of too. <laughs> if you forgot, Sylvester Stallone was in Guardians of the Galaxy too. I uh, did a little bit, yeah. Yeah, uh, but yeah, everybody showing up is pretty cool. Spoilers: far more interested in Guardians of the Galaxy three than I was. Uh, I was honestly going to skip it. Yeah, I mean, you, you almost have to watch it now for Fat Thor. <laughs> Yeah, that's become... So, I'll admit, Thor is one of the most complicated thoughts I have on the movie. Mm-hmm. 
Because on one hand, I don't really know what they were... Like, I liked Ragnarok a lot, though I understood why some people were like, yeah, it's a little too funny. Like, it's a little too much of just everything has to be a joke. Uh, and I thought that Infinity War and Ragnarok eventually did, like, at the points they needed to, were, like, sincere to give you some real pathos. Mm -hmm. I don't think they ever really did that in this movie. It felt like he was a little too much of a joke all the way through. And I... There's a part of me, I've, I've, I didn't watch it, or I didn't get this impression the first time through, but I've seen a lot of people after the fact were like, hey, Thor's kind of like an interesting allegory of depression throughout the movie. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of jokes about it. Straight up life. alcoholic and no one ever confronts him on it. Like, <laughs> And it's, it, it's tough because I can't really tell which direction the filmmakers were on, because on one hand, there are a lot of jokes that are just at the expense of how fat he is. Mm -hmm. But then there's also the scene where he pulls, like, he get, like he calls me there, and I was like, that's a pretty empowering statement for somebody who was suffering from depression to be like, oh, even in this state, I'm he's still worthy. worthy. Like, it's a very, it's a very, like, go-to message, but I really Does can't tell. completely fuck that Thor over that's in that timeline, though? Isn't that no. his hammer? Uh, and Cap do you, do you yeah, Captain he America returns the hammer when he goes back. If you're that Thor, do you even want that hammer? Like, you fucking whore. When I needed you, you just went to this big fat bum. <laughs> still, him, he's still worthy. Uh, I think if he started being like this fat bum, something's like, ooh, this hammer's starting to get a little heavy over here. Oh, if he starts fat shaming yeah. himself? Like, <laughs> he's like, ah. If you could thing. ever fat shame somebody, shouldn't it be yourself? Like, dude, what happened? <laughs> we were super hunks. Uh, if Thor had died that movie, I would have been outraged outraged by that like Betrayal. by what you got of him i do think it's something that's interesting i'm probably gonna need to like watch it a couple more times and like really analyze it maybe like watch the whole entirety of the thor like arc i think thor's kind of been unfortunate that every movie he's been in has been basically a new director essentially so he's never really gotten the time to like have a firm character established and like a full arc planned but, oh, but that actor just nails that. And it, it, oh, he's, he's incredible. He's so beloved. Him and Paul Rudd are just so yeah. like effortlessly funny that it's almost painful to watch at points. Just, mean, Back to the Future was just a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> it's the scene where Thor's going on and on about what Thor 2 was all about, <laughs> and everyone just couldn't give less of a shit except for Ant-Man, who is innocently enraptured. He's like, ooh, <laughs> Dark Elves. Oh, yeah, the, the, like, look on his face. Like a puppy dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, he's older than the whole cast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, he's 50, Jesus. I guess Robert Downey Jr., but... Yeah, but for the most part. Yeah, he's, old, he's older than most of them. Um, but I do love the way Thor looks at the end after he calls his powers. You see, like, his beard actually becomes Kempt. Mm -hmm. And, like, he actually, like, it ties in. It looks like a, he looks like a fucking real Viking. Too, yeah, like, he does. Like, into battle. Uh, and that final fight seems just so tits. Uh, the moment Captain America picks up Mjolnir, it's like, it's like yeah. a minute and a half of me just like, oh, 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 it is, oh! It is great. And him just like double teaming Thanos with that and the shield. Oh, just bong, bong, it's bong. immediate too. You're just like, God damn. <laughs> that boy needed no time figuring out how to use this. No. Like the first moment he runs into it, he starts doing He's that twirling it already. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's probably the biggest... Like, I don't know, the, the the portal scene's a pretty big one, too. But him picking up Mjolnir, because I, you obviously, well, well, I don't know, Mike, you tell me, was your theater loud for this showing? 
Uh, I watched uh, a friend's copy in the privacy of his home. <laughs> On his personal projector as he's established himself as a full-fledged movie. Yes, he's a licensee of film. <laughs> and I defy you to prove otherwise. Uh, but yeah, that was like the big scene that everyone started cheering on is when Cap starts picking up the hammer and you just see him just whooping ass with it. That was one of the scenes I... One of maybe like four or five scenes where I was like, fuck yeah, dude, that's crazy. It's just like the Thor in Wakanda scene from last yeah. time where he shows up. You're just like, oh, thank God! And it does help you also rationalize why Captain America is part of that three-man fight when you're like, otherwise, he doesn't have a whole lot to contribute. Yeah, which makes him passing the mantle to what's-his-name seem ridiculous. Yeah, uh, there's some future stuff to talk about, obviously, but um, it it was super satisfying for the most part. Uh, The whole payoff is that final act where you're just like, oh, it's, it's literally fucking everybody. Characters who I didn't even think you would bother putting in this. Like, Crag right. and Meek are in this. God damn. Oh, that's awesome. I love that when you get to this town in Iceland and they're just there. We didn't get, like, a click-clack scene from what's-his-name, but, like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> but no, everybody showing up at the end was super cool, Yeah. Though. Except uh, those two. <laughs> no, they're there. Oh, they did show yeah. up? At least Craig is. Meek's probably, like, attached to his back somewhere. It looked like he still didn't have legs at that point, but... Uh, oh, that's right, yeah. No, Craig is there. Um, and just everybody showing up. It's just such a, like, cool moment. Uh, lead up to finally Captain America doing the Avengers Assemble line. And then just a crazy battle. Like, it's honestly something where, like, afterwards, I was like... It, that's now a norm that potentially movies could get to is just like, because if you like went back in time 15 years, you know, like you showed someone that scene, they're like, that's mind blowing. I can't imagine a superhero movie having a scene like that with like mm-hmm. 60 characters in it who are named. Yeah. Well, we're like, going into the big battle and there's still an hour left of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, although not without its faults. I, I do agree with almost everybody that while I appreciate that the scene wasn't meant for me, the girl power scene was like one of the only things that didn't feel organically earned. It in that was. Movie. It went by pretty quickly. Here's the thing: I don't get why you need it when you can just have Captain Marvel kicking the shit out of things. Yeah, like it was, isn't that the girl it power? Was, it was. It wasn't as though Mantis and Nebula showed up, and I was like, "Oh shit, Thanos better watch out." <laughs> He's like hiding behind a rock. Like, <laughs> Is Mantis gone yet? <laughs> Um, you get the girl power stuff from us. You even get it just for the fact that you saw you. When like, she shows oh up, just destroys that ship. And Scarlet Witch alone almost kills Thanos. Like you see that yeah. she shows up, has that great line of like, "You took everything." And he's like, "I don't even know you." Yeah, you will. And then just starts ripping him apart until you're like, "Oh, he had to like start firing artillery into his." I own bet he still army. forgot her name too. <laughs> oh yeah, he's like. Red something, red, red, red bitch. Red, that red chick they're trying to make it look like she has tits, but you're an awesome. There's no way you've got tits. <laughs> mm, no, I had to examine the pictures. Um, Would you say not enough Hawkeye after watching it? I mean, look, I think that this movie establishes that those six characters are kind of done in the universe now. Because obviously two of them are dead. Captain America is 90 years old, it looks like, yeah. and presumably is not going to be in any other movies. If he is, he's a cameo kind of thing. I mean, yeah, it's not. It's a completely different actor that plays him as old, too. It's not even Chris Evans, is it? Yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah, and it's really? prosthetics, too. I thought it's it was actually. just the voice. No, it's actually huh. Chris Evans. They put prosthetics on wow, before. Wow, that's amazing, then. Yeah, he's, he's incredible. I just thought it was an old guy. I didn't... Yeah. 
Um, Hawkeye presumably is just going to retire to live with his family. Hulk has no real like direction left to go because they've kind of solved his character arc. So he's still around. He could still show up. And then Thor is kind of the only one of those six who has any kind of future left as he's like now going to be part of it. And a Marvel. very exciting future. <laughs> as Mikey's like, I just want to see that, like, where does he sit on the ship? <laughs> I guess wherever the hell he wants. Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, and to know I, at some point we'll probably get a Thor Batista fight. <laughs> I'm pretty on board with that. But yet, I mean, goddamn, I, I, they must have had to clear so much stuff with James Gunn because they really were like, "Hey, we're gonna shift a lot of the dynamics in the Guardians by the end of this." He's like, oh, "You know what? what? We're going back to our one? roots. I think we got this. We're gonna go back. It's gonna be more of a stripped down Guardians, like the first season. You know, nothing or the first movie, nothing really crazy going He's on. Like, mm, how about we kill Gamora and replace her with a version from herself five years ago who doesn't know anybody?" And then at Thor. At, like, wait, I'm sorry, what was that last part? <laughs> Thor's got his own things to do, right? No, he's freed up his schedule, actually. Yeah, he's just kind of do whatever, you know, whatever you need, really, more than anything else. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's there's so many, like, crazy, like, callbacks to the originals. It's hard not to get a little bit of, like... Robert Redford shocked me. Yeah. Fucking shocked I, me. I... That's the thing I've been trying to keep quiet about the most, is all the small, shitty cameos throughout the movies that you're like... How dare you? I can't... No, but... but <laughs> Robert I mean, Redford? Like, but I mean, it's not a cameo with any substance. But it's yeah. not like it adds more context, but when you're like, oh yeah, no, Crossbones, fucking Robert The Redford, bald dude, whatever his name was. Yeah, yeah, Jasper Sitwell or whatever his name was. I was is. trying to think, did he get killed in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? No, he got killed in... Uh, Winter Soldier. Oh, does he? Okay. Yeah, it's when they're driving the car on the highway. <laughs> like, Winter Soldier oh, just rips the roof right. off the car yeah, and yeah. tosses them out into, like, a tractor trailer. Um, but yeah, no, like, all those small cameos. Um, Robert Redford coming back blows my mind. Yeah, it's shocking. And I and uh, Howard Stark coming back. Yeah. Oh, John Slattery. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the kid from Iron Man 3, in case somebody cared about that, but it wasn't. Someone had to touch. point it out to me. I was yeah. just like, who's that at the funeral? Yeah, I wasn't 100% positive. To- I had heard that I thought I heard that the kid from Iron Man 3 was going to show up at some point. Natalie Portman coming back, although they gave her distressingly Is, little to do. Didn't they just take a scene out of one yeah, of the old? Actually, that's original footage. That's original footage. Of just her getting out of bed. Basically, yeah. Hmm. Uh... What is it? Rene Russo? Yeah. Just... And a great scene, too. It was a nice scene of him talking to his mom. Just a lot of, like, small, like, appearances that you're like, oh, this is supremely dope. Yeah. I would agree. And you, you forget that, like, this is Thor's first time to, like, mourn. So, yeah, maybe he would just become fat and play Fortnite. Yeah. Like, I get it. I, I see the trajectory of it. And, like, there's a part of me that's, like... It's kind of an interesting way to do a take on this, where you're like, yeah, no, it's um, it's kind of earnest and raw, but in a way that also, because certain details aren't fleshed out, kind of makes the Avengers assholes, when, like, all the Avengers, like, two of the Avengers yeah, show when, up, and they're why, like, why aren't you guys oh, having you guys, lunch with Thor once a week? Yeah, you guys didn't realize Thor's a depressive wreck alcoholic mess, like, this is the first time you've discovered this. Meanwhile, he's been on Earth and does not seem shy to talking with other Especially people. Especially you, shitty Bruce Banner, that yeah. like, walks around as, like, as a pseudo-Hulk in Cardigans now. I do love it, though. I thought that was kind of an odd choice. I thought it was funny. I thought it was interesting. 
It would bother me more if there were Thor, if there were Hulk movies, but I think that they have at this point kind of established like we're not paying Universal a fucking red cent to distribute these. We're gonna we're gonna we're, wrap these guys we're up. Just in waiting for them to come crawling to us on their hands and knees, which can, any moment now <laughs> they're like, "Why don't you eat an enormous bag of shit?" So oh, let's see how that Dracula movie does. <laughs> yeah, they're like, hey, "Tell us how the Dooku's doing," and then, and then you guys can have a, a bite at the Thor or the Hulk apple. Uh, yeah, it's one of the ones I'm, I'm planning to do a rewatch. Hulk especially should have been kind of more like keeping in touch with Thor. Yeah, no, it, it, it is one of those things where, like, it's weird that they've established that none of the Avengers have kept in touch with them. That's where I'm like, because it's like a scene where Captain America shows up to the base and she's like, oh, what, are you here to do laundry? He's like, no, I'm here to see a friend. And you're like, oh, it's like a sweet kind of yeah. moment between them. And you're like, it's weird that the rest of the team... Wouldn't have even if they understood he's still traumatized from everything with Thanos and doesn't want to talk about him. They wouldn't have still like kept in touch with. Him. It was like one of the the joke things they did in between, where like Thor finds a roommate, like those series yeah. where he's like, "No one's returning my emails" or something. Like, and that's I, what I mean when I can't when I say I can't tell what side the directors were on. Yeah, because on one side you could say it's a superpower message that even at his lowest point, even when he's suffering from all these things. He's still worthy. But then you get these moments where you're like, yeah, but none of the other Avengers cared, but they still show up to shit, like to talk shit about him being fat behind his back and in front yeah. of him. Oh, as soon as he shows up, hey, what's up? Which you'd be like, I'd be fine with. Like, you know, we live in a family where riffing on each other is pretty well established, but it's like, it usually comes from a place of love that you're also with there. There's with also checking in. <laughs> yeah, like that's, that's the thing is I was like, it'd be a lot different if... Hulk had been like, oh, well, I show up here once a week, and I'm like, hey, buddy, why don't you do the salad sometime or something, you know? Then, then it'd be a little different than him showing up and just being like, Jesus, buddy, you heard if they have a double XL now? You can throw yeah. on one of those if you want. That's why you don't mind it when his mom throws that salad line in at the end. Yeah. It's like, well, you checked in on him. Yeah, and it's also from, like, a place of love with a mother who's just like, I do love how she almost immediately, she takes a look at him, and she's like, you're not my Thor, and figures it all out. Like it's, yeah, she, I forget what she says. I was like, raised I was, by witches. I was raised by witches, which I assume is what Frega's lore is also all about. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of small little touches. No Anthony Hopkins, though. I thought they were going to try and squeeze him in a little bit. Uh, I can see why. There was a lot, there wasn't like a ton of time to spend in that scene. When there was like all this shit going Academy on. Award winner Natalie Portman got like a half a scene. I mean, at least she showed up. Like I had heard that things ended so ugly on Thor two that I was like, I'm, I thought she like would disavow every Marvel knowledge. So, yeah, I thought I heard she really like fell in love with working with Kenneth Brown now in the first one, and then when he wasn't connected yeah. with him anymore, and then Patty Jenkins was supposed to direct Thor two. Yeah, and she loved her. And then they fired her. For a dude. <laughs> and I forget who they brought in in place. And she just, yeah, it sounded like it was just a shit show all the way through. But that was also back when they had Ike Perlmutter kind of like mm -hmm. managing all those sorts of shitty things. So, a lot of like small cool references too. That if you didn't like pay super close attention, you might not I missed quite a few. I was surprised. Uh, uh, Tyler had to point a lot of them out to me because it was like his fourth time watching it. And uh, yeah, a lot of them I didn't remember. There was a... a between him and Bucky, uh, Captain America and Bucky, there was some line that I guess was a throwback from the original that I didn't catch at all. I forget what it was. Uh, it was an insult. It was like, you can keep it. Oh, or... yeah, yeah, you, you're keeping all the stupid with you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's... I didn't remember that that's at all. A, that's such a rough scene, too, because it's like, he's the only one of that group who knows what Cap's about to do. He 100% knows. That's why he's like, I'm going to miss you, buddy. 
Everyone else is like, yeah, you're going to be gone in like five minutes, you know, whatever. That's okay. I can't wait to get the shield, though. <laughs> no, nah, he knew. He knew. He's the first one. He's, he's the one who points it out. He's There's the no way you're going to get first. give it to some unpowered nobody. 40-year-old. Oh, that'd be great. Not that young of a guy, by the way. <laughs> that'd be great if he, like, because it's the two of them there, and then Bucky's like, you go ahead. And if Steve was just like, Bucky, here's the, oh, okay, the Negro, eh? All right, well, I guess that cat already up in the zipper. It's going to look shield. pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Yeah, sorry, I spent a lot and of this time. Stupid spent, Falcon picks it up. <laughs> I spent a lot of time back in the forties, by the way. When the uh, clan they actually make some uh look, this is gonna be weird. I killed Martin Luther King. <laughs> but you'll understand when I explain. <laughs> he was a monster. Scroll. Um <laughs> like I thought scrolls were good guys. Well the, the, the one I killed eventually was a scroll. <laughs> And anyway, there are a couple others. Uh, any hoozle, here's the shield. Something <laughs> never let the spirit die. If sword ever there was a need for an any hoozle. <laughs> long sword, the eagle, gone. <laughs> Catch you later, uh, Osprey, or whatever your name is. Get <laughs> uh, yeah, no, a lot of small ones. Bucky, when, uh, or not Bucky, uh, when Black Panther takes the gauntlet from Hawkeye, he calls him Clint, which was like a callback to Civil War, where he's like, Hey, my name's Clint I Barton. forgot that, too. I yeah. don't give a fuck who you are. Yeah, I forgot that, too. Yeah, a lot of small stuff. Uh, and I think those are the moments that really make it when there's a lot of stuff that you can be like, ah, oh, it's kind of cool remembering that. Yeah, uh, I wish I had rewatched uh first adventure and the first Iron Man. Yeah, uh, it's weird. Looking back on it, I don't know why I didn't see these coming. Especially when I heard Spider-Man Far From Home was supposed to be the end of Phase 3. Which, it does make sense. It... it feels like it's an actual kind of epilogue to things as like a start to a new phase as well mm-hmm. uh but when you watch it you're like yeah it makes sense something bad's gonna happen to iron man <laughs> yeah I, that's a pretty rough scene too the lovely 3000 it's a very weird scene because he doesn't respond at all to like spider-man talking to him so i thought he was already dead he's basically just standing sitting there not blinking so, i think he's just like on that point he can't respond anymore there's just like oh, I'm and then finally pepper Potts shows up kind of has to push spider-man out of the way like, excuse me <laughs> i did it was another nice touch though the last three face cc's are three the three close friends of his who he's all built armor for so it's like this, oh, yeah. test, this testament of his time is going to carry on protect the, these people who are so important to him afterwards yeah, and the scene of him and his dad, um, whatever, this in the 70s. Yeah. Is great. Uh, I like how everyone's just, you're not a beatnik, are you? <laughs> yeah, he had the, like a Jerry Mongo kind of mustache or goatee. Oh, and everyone just refers to it like the guy with that dirty hippie beard. And it's just like, you know, whatever, a two-week shadow, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but at that time. <laughs> um. What I cannot forgive this movie is an egregious amount of Hawkeye. Insane amount of Hawkeye. Yeah, I don't think there's that And the much. fact that he fucking... And the fact you only have to sit through that first stupid three-minute scene of him teaching his daughter how to shoot an arrow. Like, who gives a flying shit? Just so you're not outraged when he lives over Black Widow. And by the way, the Power Stone should actually require you killing somebody. It shouldn't, requ- it shouldn't just be like someone nobly sacrificing themselves to you to get... For you to I mean, get it. I'll stay on... The, I'll, I'll die on this hell. Fuck the Soul Stone. That Soul Stone... Soul Stone blows. No one has ever done anything with the Soul Stone. It is objectively the most difficult stone to get. Because you have to sacrifice something to get it. You can't just walk into a place and blow everything up and no, take no, it. No, no. Apparently... But the Soul Stone... 
Cannot as long as you show up with one other person and you and you feel okay about them, then you can get it. It doesn't have to be the love of your life, obviously, because the Hawkeye didn't have to kill his wife or his kids for it. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it was in the last one. It was Thanos throwing Gamora down there, which was like a which made sense because he didn't love. love anybody except maybe her. He did. He, he in his own weird warped way, he did have legitimate feelings, and like he actually had to take her feelings. life to get it. This one it wasn't that. It was like yeah, yeah, but it's them fighting over trying to sacrifice themselves. It's an ultimate kind of showcase of love between them. Well, and the whole time I'm like, oh God, please fucking let Hawkeye die. For the love of God. I mean, thank God it's not me and Hawkeye up there. Cause I'll, I'll be honest. I couldn't have given less of a shit. I would have to really have to pretend like, no, Hawkeye, he died for my... There was like a real movement. I don't know what people were saying. But there was there was a lot of comments after the first uh, Avengers where like, yeah, Hawkeye spends like 80% of the movie brainwashed. And they, they beefed up his role in Avengers 2. And I was fine with... The entire like Ronin subplot was almost just like, yeah, I guess we got to... Kind of like, like let's wildly unnecessary in a three-hour movie. Let's reference it. That's like the number one. I probably should have told you ahead of time. If you need a bathroom break, it's the Roman scene because it's the first eight minutes of the movie. Well, just that scene with him in Japan, where you're like, it it takes nothing to convince him to join the team. It does. He doesn't feel like a darker character. He doesn't feel like he's been changed radically by this. There's not a whole lot of payoff to it. And I don't find the character of Hawkeye more dynamically interesting. There's there's a story you could tell where a man who lost his family then gets them back and is alienated because of the dark person he became without them. But it's, that's not the story they're telling. He sees his family again, hugs his We have no daughter, time for that in a three-hour like, movie. But we, they don't even do that. He sees his family, hugs them again, and you're like, everything's going to be a-okay. You're like... So really the whole Ronin subplot was just like... Stupid douchebag haircut. Just kind of this long thing that doesn't go anywhere where you're like, look, I like Hawkeye, but... I don't. I, <laughs> I, I don't think that there was a lot of necessity for all those, like the amount of time that they put into that. I understand it's the last movie probably Hawkeye's ever going to have, so they want to put that in there, but... It definitely wasn't somewhere. I was like, "Ooh, let's see where this. Let's see where this thread." What when you isn't <clears throat> the Hawkeye? Well, on top of Ultron being kind of not a great villain, that's the worst part of Iron of uh, Avengers Two. I mean, there's parts. There's parts of it I do like. I do like how he's the one that connects with the two the the twins and has that cool moment where he's like, "Hey, look, man, I'm shooting robots in a city in the sky. Nothing makes sense, but things are fucking crazy right now." If you walk through those doors, no one's going to blame you if you hide back here. But if you walk through those doors, you're an Avenger. And it's a cool moment that he gets to share with them. I get it. People are like, yeah, it's kind of weird. I didn't get to spend more time in the last movie doing cool things. So they give it to him there. I didn't need 20 more minutes of it in this Give one. him way too much of it. Way too much. Uh, if only because there are a couple of characters who are just like, I got a question. Why didn't you just snap War Machine with everybody else? <laughs> Is it going to do anything again for, like, the sixth straight non-Iron Man-related movie? Ridiculous. <laughs> I almost had to laugh when he shows up in a second suit of armor. I'm like, oh, I bet this one does something cool. It doesn't do dick. It just looks dope. And he does nothing. I... Like, I got to watch Captain America lift up Mjolnir and fight Thanos one-on-one to almost a victory. And I have to think there's poor, some poor schmuck out there. It's like, a war machine's like my Iron, or Captain America. I love him more than anything. And I'm like, 
I'm so sorry. Maybe the next day you will get you better. Do you enjoy sitting around watching him old and fret over things? <laughs> he does. He does nothing in any movie since Iron Man three. He's been entirely worthless. No, Terrence Howard was right. <laughs> Some good foresight for once on this uh, part. I saw what was coming around the horizon. You're not gonna trick me, no sir. Have we done this on the podcast? That's just Martin Luther King. <laughs> it's look, like an exaggerated you never, Martin Luther you never, King. You never watched uh, Prisoners, I don't think. No. And I feel like you have to watch it because he's—it's Terrence Howard, frightened and terrified throughout the entire movie, basically. And when he has that, he has a thing where he's just like, his voice gets higher. He's like, I don't know, whatever, fucking, Hugh, we can't do this. He's a kid. His family's gonna find out. The police are gonna come down after us. And like, in my mind, that's just iconically what, uh, uh, Terrence Howard Howard sounds like now. All right, so. Do I have a dream speech in that voice? I have a dream. <laughs> I mean, hey, so look, if I have another feather under my cap, so be it. I mean, <laughs> if, the, if this if this impression could do double duty, it's going to do double Wait, duty. Scotia, don't send out that resume yet. <laughs> Man of 73 voices. 73 now. <laughs> Daddy, shouldn't you take Terrence Howard off then if you're right? No, no, 73. <laughs> Just add one girl. Alphabetical. Uh, M-A-R-T-I-N-L-O? She sits on a chair like, What did you do, Terrence Howard, that's not Martin Luther King? I feel like I did it already. Do Terrence no. Howard do an I have a dream. Then <laughs> tell me the difference. Uh, you want to hear Skeletor doing I had a dream. <laughs> <laughs> little black girls, little black girls, playing together. I'm sorry, I doubted you, Daddy. <laughs> Skeletor's on the list now. <laughs> 74. How was that not on You're your list? <laughs> You're a genius. The next mail blank. Uh, and I'm worried. Uh, yeah, no. I, I, uh, I, I think there are issues with it. Um, I think time travel inevitably is something... Even though I like this movie a lot, I always despise once time travel gets involved because it's impossible not to take the narrative and have more questions left afterwards than yeah. anything else. Like, even for as much as I try to be like, hey, you know what? Creative decisions are creative decisions. Sometimes mechanics in the story are just there to get us to the point. Even with that, I do have to wonder. I'm like, so is the timeline supposed to be now? I that thought it Captain was multiple America, universes, but I I guess but not. Captain, Captain America sh- just waited yeah. through it out. So you're yeah. like, he lived through the snap twice, presumably. I guess he could have been snapped. He watched the snap. He watched 9/11 happen and yeah, did he nothing. Wa- he watches a lot of these things happen and doesn't change it. Just so one day you were he could, too busy playing with your fucking grandkids to just, stop 9/11. Just so one day he could fucking sit on a park bench and hand Falcon the shield instead of just handing him the shield and telling everybody, "Hey, I'm going to go back." Like, as oh, I thought like, Bucky was going to come over. Well, yeah. whatever. <laughs> As though if he had told anybody before he went back in time, he's like, hey, I'm just going to stay back there. Like, that's kind of always been my thing as I'm a man from a different time. Like, anyone would have been like, Steve, no, you can't. And like, I'm a grown-ass adult and leader of the fucking Avengers. Why don't you fuck off and yeah, tell me what I can't exactly. do? So, like, there's a couple things where I'm like, yeah, that's a little rough. But, I mean, Basically everything from once like Thanos' ship shows up and just blows up the Avengers base onwards till the end mm-hmm. is just so fucking satisfying. Like they just nail every story beat uh, almost perfectly. 
Captain America lifted up Mjolnir is going to be one of those moments I'm going to be able to be like, Oof. it's going to be tough finding a, a piece it of... It masters movie. it completely. A piece <laughs> of movie. And he, there's so many great moments with it afterwards, too. I love the moment where he grabs Stormbreaker and throws like, no, no, you take the small one and <laughs> tosses it back to him. Uh, but like just moments where I'm like, yeah, it's going to be tough finding movies that I think are going to be able to beat that in pure like craziness and hype and like satisfaction. Like... That is like a true definition of like a payoff. Well, is so many of those scenes where you're like, oh, ten, eleven years later, are like a, a great follow up to all these movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was wondering going into it, I was like, is this going to give me like a good out to kind of stop seeing these in theaters and maybe right. just catch them all later on? You didn't watch Ant Man and the Wasp, you monster. No, I watched it yesterday. Oh, there you go. How'd you like it? It was okay. I don't the the tone of the Ant Man movies. I understand why it is there because it, it's some it's a lot more lighthearted and at least like the whole world is not at stake. Um, and that was all right. I I I think I'm in a minority. I don't care for the Michael Pena character, and I get really annoyed with him. And he's yeah. featured pretty prom, but I think that seems to be the opposite of how most people feel. Most I mean, people I seem to really love don't him. mind him. He's fine. Uh, as an actor, I love him. that character. Can fucking suck my dick in hell. But I do actually just as an aside. That is one of my favorite moments, especially from early on in the movie, is Paul Rudd running around checking the memorials to see if his daughter's dead. Oh, yeah. And going home and seeing her. He just killed that scene. And I've, I've heard people talk about where they're like, Robert Downey Jr. should definitely get an Oscar nomination for it. I don't know if it'll happen. I wouldn't be upset if it happened, but I could definitely see it. He does definitely kill a lot of those scenes, especially like early on in the movie when he's just so angry and bitter over losing. And just screaming at the team and shitting on Captain America. There's those weird times where, like, Hollywood just, like, hey, you've brought enough money into this, so we'll throw you something. That's how, like, Sandra Bullock wins one for whatever blindside. Mm. You know, not that great a movie and not that an okay performance, but it's like Hollywood just kind of tips their hat. Like, well, you've brought a shitload of money. Can you imagine them, though, in 2020... The best actor goes to a character from Avengers Endgame. How many people like it'd be different if it was I could like, see a nomination. I couldn't see a win. Yeah, I could see them just throwing at it, and it's like we're just gonna give it to a black guy. Come, <laughs> Come on, we gotta do something. <laughs> They're going crazy out there. We're gonna give it to what was the? He's the guy that's in the the new Peel movie. Um, he plays the dad in it. The what's the current? Oh, movie? Winston Duke. Yeah, they, I liked how he was in like the front row, like when they're rushing the things. Like you're he's, just a dude. He's right next to Thor. I'm like, <laughs> you're just a guy. Did they say like, hey guys, we need someone with this exact shoulder width to fill up the scene? And Batista was in the bathroom, like to frame the shot right. Because otherwise, bravo Mbaku for being that far up in the front lines. But for just a dude, <laughs> just seems, a dude, it seems astonishing that nobody would have like pushed that. Watts would have been like, "Let me, let me take point on this." Like buddy. he doesn't know. Like is that a gorilla running towards us? Like they couldn't have just had Cork walk in and be like, "Hey, mate, I'm super strong, so uh, <laughs> why don't I why don't I take point on this?" I got this. Anyone seen the letter E? Get it? Because I never use it. <laughs> Boosh. <laughs> yeah. Now. uh... A lot of goofy stuff like that. But I, I agree with you. 
that this does feel like a good place to like end a like to have a certain discount. except for Guardians of the Galaxy three. Now you fucking got me into that. I'm gonna watch, especially it. if it's Fat Thor and he's like trying to work his way back up to being hot. I'll be honest. At this point. There's not a Marvel movie they said they're going to come out with yet that I probably won't see. With maybe the exception, the exception of Black Widow, there's a Black Widow prequel movie. Yeah, I'll, I'll see it. That was... That's the only one I probably a maybe on. Not because of I don't like Scarlett Johansson, but I generally don't care for prequels. I don't care about the character. Scarlett Johansson's really the only thing keeping me in it because I like her. Performance. I applaud her because she's had to play a different character basically every movie she's ever been in. She's movies. been a utility player. And yeah, every movie she deserves a lot of accolades because she sells. And you fucking forget her. she's even dead by the time that that movie ends, just because it, it's so much. Everything after it yeah. is just nothing but action. And it's like, oh yeah, Hawkeye's alive, so you're dead. <laughs> but I mean, like, I still plan to see, like, I'm going to see Spider-Man. I'll see Eternals, most likely. I'll see Gar... I just, I don't think I'm going to see them week one opening night, or... Yeah. Or going to invest in them as much as I have. Like, this was 11 years... Disney's fucking us over with the new app. If I knew I could get it on Netflix, like, five months later, I would wait, and now it's... Like, yeah. But like, it is one of those things where I'm like... Because you have to think, how many times have you been invested with something for 10 years and the payoff is still really good? I, like, I, I came as, I, I left the movie on a pretty high note. I also saw I can't it. give that to Lost. I couldn't give it to Lost. I don't think I'm going to be able to give it to Game of Thrones. Like, eh, we'll still see. There's, there's two more there's, episodes there's left. There's still more episodes left, but even then I have started to like dip down a little bit in my enjoyment of the show. And it just happens for most things. Like, most things don't end on one of their higher notes yeah. and if you look at avengers you're like that one two punch of infinity wars to end game is like <laughs> about as good of a final season as you're going to get what, what if it's an end game like as they're all rushing thanos's army <laughs> you see ghosts there like why why <laughs> <laughs> i'm or... glad he's somewhere <laughs> can we just also take a moment to appreciate what an immensely nerdy weekend that was for so many reasons of game, of or it game. will be for me because <laughs> I watched it an hour ago, and then I'm also <laughs> going to be watching the second to last episode of Game of Thrones tomorrow. Yeah, but it was like End Games opens up. Game of Thrones had the huge battle episode, like right afterwards. Uh, for me, the big, huge new Magic set came out. A bunch of games came out that week. It was a very nerdy weekend for mm-hmm. a lot of reasons. Oh, definitely, it was nerd heaven. So, what would you give it on a scale from one to ten? I'm going to have to think about that more. Because okay. I'm still kind of digesting Again, it. Again, Pornhub has the portal scene. Just type Avengers Portal. You can get a lot of, like, Brie Larson deep fakes. Just skip past those or watch them. You know, whatever your preference is. But it is on there. It's a very good movie, but I, I need to think about it more. I don't... It's just the, the last few minutes. It really bothers me that Falcon gets the shield. I don't... I mean, it, like, Thanos kicked... Captain America in the chest. If he'd done that to Red Falcon, he'd be dead. If he did to Bucky, Bucky'd be dead. Bucky's super serum, too. I don't think he's fully super serum. I think he's I... the Soviet knockoff version, so maybe it's not <laughs> as good, but... <laughs> I think it's just the arm that's... It's mostly strong. potatoes, but no, he's still... He's super serum. They could presumably just put it in Hawkeye or Falcon at some point. Then do that, because you're leaving that guy fucked if you don't. <laughs> We'll have to see. As I said, there's, there's a part in the future. So here's the weird thing with it. Is that 
a lot of these characters are apparently moving into Disney Plus TV series. Yeah, Loki's back. Loki's gonna have one. Well, it's gonna make sense because Loki has the time st- or the space stone in that yeah. one scene. So you could just frame it as wha- Loki has wacky Doctor Who like adventures throughout time and space. Essentially, do you think Thor's in that at all? Probably not. Because I feel like he gave Loki a good out. I mean, it's a gruesome ending. Like I, yeah. I watched it last night. I forgot how like graphic it was. Just him getting strangled to death. Yeah, uh, Falcon and Bucky are getting their own show together. Uh, which presumably that's going to lead it. Like, that's why he gets the shield. Like, one of them's going to have it in there. Um, oh, where Falcon gets killed the first episode, he runs up against anything and Bucky has to pick it up? Uh, I think Scarlet Witch. Hey, we had a black cap. We had a blacked in America for a little bit, everybody. I think Scarlet Witch is getting her own show. Who cares? I love Scarlet Witch. I don't, I don't know how you don't. Uh, Bullshit X Men character that. I feel like somebody else She's is not Magneto's daughter. Well. She should be. I'm just going to talk over this. Just put Magneto in there. <laughs> just put Michael Fassbender in there. He's supposed to be 70, I think, in the show now, in the movies. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it, there's that stuff to look forward to in the future, but I don't know where to place it, because I'm like, I do know Kevin Feige's overseeing them, which is usually yeah. a good indicator, but who knows if shit from that's going to matter in the movies oh, yeah. going forward or not. They did actually do the first time that they actually directly connected the TV shows to the movies because the guy who played Tony Stark's Jarvis in the movie yeah Tyler had to point it's the out. same guy who did him in the Agent Carter show his dad's which chauffeur I which I didn't know because I barely watched that show and sure <laughs> stopped watching a bit after Shea Wiggum died I'm like mm. no Shay! <laughs> you were a dickhead Eli you were a dickhead in nine plus episodes and then died a hero you were sort of a dickhead in almost everything <laughs> I've seen you are a sexist dickhead through every episode of the season, but died a goddamn hero! <laughs> hey, Toots, hand me my sword. It really is basically that. He's like, hey, Toots, why don't you get me some goddamn coffee? Oh. And then at the end of it, he's like, there's a bomb! I'll jump out the building with it! And he does. And you're like, no! Stay with him! Shay! Eli! Sheriff Eli. Yeah. So do you have anything you wanted to get off your chest right away? Finals are over, which uh, feels insane. Like my whole day is like a open can, like a blank canvas. Ooh, You're like bright days and big plans for Mikey. You know what's crazy? We had a guy made it through the entire semester, come in every class, and finals are 100 percent of the grade. And he just dropped out like the day of the final. Said he couldn't handle it. That's very rough. Yeah. I can't imagine. And just like a guy that, you know, that was Bob. We always, like, Bob was always around. And it's just like, yeah, we probably, I mean, Bob lives an hour and a half away, so probably not going to see Bob ever again. It's rough, too. That has to be, like, a real defeat, like, defeating feeling. Yeah, well, you're not getting a refund of any kind. Even more than that. But, like, you have, the, it's you just saying, like, it's you tapping out in real life. Yeah. Where you're just like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And not even trying to go for the rope or something like that. I couldn't imagine not even trying. Like, even if I fail this, and personally I wish he had, because it's a curve grading test. <laughs> it helped old Mick yeah. out. And guess what? The people that are on solid ground and know they're going to ace this are not showing up for the final. <laughs> like, Michael, you would have had a passing grade if Bob had shown up and failed it like we all expected, but because you didn't, because he didn't, you're going to be on latrine-looking duty for the next week. Did you, excuse me, sir. Did you say licking duty? You heard me. Is that the most effective way to get rid of poop? 
Nope, but it's how you're going to be doing it. You're going to do it in that transgender bathroom on the second floor, which uh, these trannies have been really blowing it up lately. I guess they're making up for lost time, God bless them. <laughs> the super woke print, like Dean, that's also making me lick poop off a toilet. That's <laughs> what he does. He's like, hey. Hey, cis white male, get over here. <laughs> hey, sissies have been their time. They need to get theirs. Yeah. Hey, astronaut. <laughs> Hey, responsibility machine over there. <laughs> Lick this poop off the toilet. Uh, what else did I... I also, um... Well, you were there. We I saw Solo mm-hmm. yesterday. Uh, and now having time to think about it, I don't... I remember thinking it was very mediocre. And... I don't know. I guess maybe without that middle third, I'd probably be fine with it. I left it... I, I saw it in theaters... Back when I like was seeing movies for free, and I think that was one that I was like, "It's okay." It you can tell that there was clearly some directorial issues, and yeah. I love Ron Howard. I think Ron Howard's an incredible director. It was not yeah when he has to play cleanup. It was yeah. particularly not a great movie for him. I thought it's visually it's so dark. It's so many scenes, but above all else, I there's just a curious decision of like. Hey guys, who do we want to be like our standout character of this movie? Like in this movie about Han Solo and a young Lando Carissian with a ton of like A-star actors showing up with like Woody Harrelson in the movie, Paul Bettany, John Favreau for a little bit. How about <laughs> hear me out here, we need like a fun droid. You know like there was the droid in Rogue One that everyone loved who was kind of like Nihilistic, sarcastic, yeah, yeah kind of like, like an edge to him, kind of like an H A forty seven. Can't obviously reference that, but you know, kind of this cool fun edge. What if our robots kind of like a sassy revolutionary <laughs> who is constantly screaming about rebellion and taking down the patriarchy you know, like, <laughs> as a comedy character? Is that that's what you're going for? Yeah, I don't know because it. Uh... I don't know who that's aimed at, because even if you're on that side, you have to be kind of annoyed by this character. You almost have to feel like it's blackface. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you're just like, this is what you decided to do, was, it's a robot with giant childbearing hips that, like... That swings it to and That, like, shashays around, but then screams about, like, oppressive robot anarchy systems, and you're just like, this is, like, there's so much to unpack with this character that there's... There's, there, it almost should be its own movie. Like, there's so much you have to sit well, around. The equal rights line is horrible. That's one of those ones where it's like, I don't get it. Like, does he not treat you well? I mean, the Empire you're... doesn't treat anybody well. I don't know what you're looking for. <laughs> but, like, um, equal... Yeah. But it's also like, I mean, if not him... The right if, to vote from who? <laughs> if if not him, then who are you on the side hmm. of? <laughs> I get Palpatine or not Palpatine. <laughs> what do I do? But it's just like, you have to sit there like, pseudo... All robots, does R2-D2 like, feel a feeling of, like, indignation and, like, slavery and oppression? Or was that robot specifically programmed for feelings of rebellion? Well, you break it down, it's a leftover from the prequels, really. The prequels started that, like, robots, for some reason, have these human characteristics that they shouldn't. I mean, I guess C-3PO is the C-3PO has them to a certain extent. But you could just say, hey, I want to make a really faggoty robot, and this here it is. (laughs) We're really just letting the slurs fly today, alright. Because the ones in the prequels are all the... 
the bad, bad guys. Roger, Roger. Yeah. yeah, they're all the bad guys, and it's like, why would you ever? And they they fear their end. Like they want to avoid their end. Like they're why terrified. would you ever? They scream. They yeah. run. They 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 feel pain for some reason. Apparently, yes. they yeah they scream. Yeah, it's like why would you ever put that in there? That has to just be like a switch you can hit off. And <laughs> yeah, you can like take that line of programming out. Uh, and this kind of continued it, and I think they people liked it enough in Rogue One with the sarcastic, kind of nihilistic, whatever that guy's name was. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> you could give me $100 right now for every character from Rogue One I can remember, and I'd maybe make $100. <laughs> I'm really <laughs> struggling. <laughs> I'm like, uh, it's something like Kylo Ren, but not Kyra... Jen? Is that <laughs> Felicity Huffman's name? Or not Felicity Huffman. Felicity Jones's name, whatever it is. Uh, ben, uh, what's his name? It's not a regular <laughs> military rank. <laughs> it's something different, like Conspector. Or... <laughs> it's like, I'm to the point where I'm like, if I just give you a couple of the actors, can I get like 30 bucks? <laughs> like, I'm like, I think Oscar Isaac was one. <laughs> Damn it, they got me. Grandma Tarkin! I'm just naming all the old ones that I have my heart now. That's only one. That's only Princess Lancer's appearance at the end. It's all the grandma, I don't care. Wet Gentilies, I think, was in the background. It was <laughs> in one of those shots. Mom Mothra! Porkins! Porkins wasn't in the movie. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> he showed up at the end, looking like, We're trapped in this beach! We'll never get out! And just like, Wait, who's that streaking down me, here? Me, me, me. <laughs> Is that Porkins here? <laughs> Y'all got lucky. Wendy's drive through closed early tonight. <laughs> I want a Porkins movie so bad. <laughs> to explain why there's one fat X-Wing pilot, and he was disgraced to have the name Porkins. I do want it, but if it stops me, forget my Boba Fett movie. Where the this is like, but all right, we got to clean the palette. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> it's just them with like a phone call to eat, like Ewan McGregor, and then just like a post note for me that said Porkins movie when question mark, and it's just them like, sorry, Ewan, <laughs> like go forward with Porkins. It's Ewan McGregor. He's like. And we found some some Sir Alec Guinness footage that wasn't seen before. Yeah, but the story of Porkins has a lot of rich lore. Like, it's kind of a tragedy, because we can build him up, but you know he dies in New Hope. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I follow this. Wasn't he... I guess he was at least a mediocre pilot where he got to fly. Maybe he was the best before he became fat, and then the name became ironic. Like, maybe he was super hunky and he was Porkins still... Like, maybe it's, like, a given name for the Grand Porkin family. <laughs> what are Porkin's early wins? What are we... I don't know. Well, he, he you're not going to get all those in the first movie. Yeah, this is a trilogy. <laughs> this is like, there's a lot of, like, small seeds being planted throughout it. Maybe he kills Darth Maul. Like, that's kind of a storyline that's open to interpretation. Maybe he takes down Darth Maul and kills him. We've kind of left that plot thread open. Well, we kind of brought the Emperor back just for Porkins to take him down. <laughs> he shows up. His force ghost comes in and rises the Skywalker, and he teaches Rey how to kill the Emperor. But then here's the big thing. There's a Jedi? Uh, no. But, um, 
He just does it anyway. He just shows up and then kills the Emperor. That's like the huh. big twist. That sometimes okay. when you're strong enough, when you're Porkins level power, okay. you can just come back for being a Force Ghost and you could just appear. And you dress like Porkins. You're not selling yourself as the actor, are you? I'm just saying, look, a lot of time budget's kind of like a risky thing. I'll do this for pennies on the dollar. <laughs> Scale. And a very good buffet. <laughs> and most... Kind of like to help me get into not yeah. like a fat thing. whatever they it's paid to help it's to help me get in the character of Porkins if there's a good spread of bagels and stuff in the whatever movie. they paid that whore for the Kevin Spacey movie they had to do a bunch of reshoots I'll do it for half oh yeah <laughs> if you're telling me Christopher Plummer whatever he got for reappearing in the, the gift of money or whatever bullshit that was if you give me five percent of that the I'll thing, do eighty times the amount of work the thing that Hollywood was desperately trying to convince us was worth watching just because they got rid of Kevin Spacey like no thanks. Oh man, it was like that sad ass movie they released. They had to quietly release afterwards. Oh, Bling Boys. Yeah, where they couldn't get someone to take his role because he was the lead. <laughs> it made like two hundred dollars or some shit. And like for that. a moment, they had to thought maybe this will blow over. They're like, maybe it'll just catch on quietly. I think they only released in like five theaters. There's going to be a bunch of other rapists that will get caught. Surely, other big names in Hollywood will start going. Well, it's great. I started seeing trailers for uh, commercials for Cold Pursuit on DVD, and uh, they feature very little Liam Neeson. And the whole thing they do is, I guess his character's name is like John Cockman or Coxman in the what? movie. So it's just like a collage of clicks being like Coxman, 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 <laughs> and then ends with a joke where. Uh, uh, the old cop from The Wire who's in the movie. Uh, Rawls. Oh, Rawls. Okay. Rawls. Yeah. Rawls is like sitting in the car. He's like, you know, Coxman needs something, right? It means a guy who used to... And it's like... Burr, burr, a lot. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's, the, that's the commercial. <laughs> and you're like, I don't get it. <laughs> it's a, like an hour and a half of just dick jokes. That's weird. So it's less Liam Neeson? Like, they're worried that was bringing viewership down? Oh, because of the yeah. Liam Neeson, I beat up a black guy that one day. Yeah, I think they're trying to distance themselves. Because it, he's in the trailer, but I Because that's what's wrong with the movie. I don't think there's... Yeah, <laughs> not that Liam Neeson is the revenge-driven <laughs> snowplow man was going to... not just another giant hunk of shit. Light up the award circuit that, afterwards. It's yeah, not just another, another giant hunk of shit that tricked Liam Neeson into it. <laughs> Or that Liam Neeson just doesn't care anymore. I don't really know. I, I used to be on Liam Neeson's side with a lot of these things, but I've come to a point where I'm like... You've made nine movies Liam in Neeson's, a row I don't want to see, yeah. Maybe Liam Neeson's not the answer I thought he was. I never thought Liam Neeson would make nine movies in a row I didn't want to see. Um, sorry. We're, we're, oh, the Porkins. Star Wars? Oh, yeah, the Porkins. Uh, so what is it? Like, oh, no, Star, we Star about- Wars 12, Rise of the Porkins... Or do you hide that a little bit? Um, return to the pig. So you're not hiding it, but still are. Kind of. the, the, the pig emerges. Year, <laughs> year of the pig. Bring in the Chinese audience. We have to line it up so it actually lands on the year of the pig. Okay, really so you're stupid. really banking on the Chinese money. Yeah. I think Chinese people have a big fan appreciation for fat people. I'm pretty sure it's a huge like uh, fandom for John Candy and Jim Belushi and... And it's what, just like there. Ray sitting in her living room in like sweatpants, just like, like God. I wish I knew how to be a great fighter pilot. 
Yeah, and then Porkins <laughs> kicks down her door and eats a couple things out of like he grabs As a like, ghost, he kicks down her doors. <laughs> yeah, and she grabs like a giant hoagie out of her fridge. He is like, Oh to fight Darth Maul's son. I didn't buy that. Where was <laughs> Okay, fine. I put it here first. Here he has half of it dead his ghost throat as you watch it going down. Basically I'm thinking like, what if you made like a movie? That just- wasn't a ghost hoagie. That was a real one. <laughs> what if you made just a movie for Slimer? It's kind of what I'm thinking. But Slimer also has like a no 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 fear like nineties skateboard star kind of personality. <laughs> oh, Porkins is gonna be skateboarding. <laughs> well he's gonna have that in your face backwards hat kind of like nineties poochie thing. Like that, to him. Kind of, like that Sonic the Hedgehog energy where it's just like too slow. Uh but no, he will ride a skateboard around, not the way you're thinking. He has to sit on it and hold a rope as someone pulls him around the room. He's got someone fatter than him on a tricycle. Horrendous. <laughs> it's still like the best part of the new movie. <laughs> they were like, what if there's a new Porkins? And there's still just one scene three seconds before he dies. <laughs> he died again. Like, why, why, how is this, like, Academy keep letting one fat pilot through? I don't understand. I know you're in, like, desperate reserves, but I either expect to be a shit ton of them or none of them. Yeah, when they're writing the movie, like, the writer's room, the chalkboard of, like, okay, shit we're gonna steal from the old ones and shit we're not gonna steal... It's like, well, we still need a morbidly obese pilot. So, someone, that doesn't make any sense at all. Someone walked up to the board first and wrote Porkins <laughs> on the one thing we need. And I think it was in permanent marker. So they were like, God damn it. We're never, we're not buying a new whiteboard. Porkins just going to end the movie. <laughs> Porkins Jr. <laughs> uh, so I mentioned before that the new Magic set came out. And I had a small magic story to tell you. It's a great time to refill my drink, it sounds like. <laughs> well, to give you the lore, so Nicol Bolas is enacting his dragon plans over the plain of Ravnica. And it's oh, up really? To, it's up to the Gatewatch to stop him. Now, so... I don't have this, nerd. When does Thor show up? <laughs> well, here's the thing. They haven't had a Celtic world yet, but some say Kaldheim might be right around the Those horizon. are public domain, so they can use them all they want. <laughs> they can just lift as much as they want from it and change a couple of the names, which is... Everything they did with Greece World and uh, Egypt World. Oh, real quick. Did you know Thursday's named after Thor? Yeah. Thursday. I did not know that at all. Yeah. That's insane. I don't know if insane's the word I'd use. It didn't, like, reawaken. And it didn't, like, sit there afterwards. I'm like, Iron Monday? Oh my god, it's all the Avengers. Well, why, have they, why would they have used Thor? Old English? Um... It's never like Norse never caught on. In I think there's Britain. just it's probably some like Latin connection between them or something like that. I assume a planet maybe was named after it, and that's why they came up with it. Or possibly. All right, sorry, I interrupted uh, magic. No, so there's a the, the card the game the format that I generally play is this format called Commander, which is a multiplayer format like four people or more play each other at once, and it's everyone everyone for themselves generally. Mm. So when you're playing magic with like four people or five people, part of the challenge is like kind of trying to quietly set up your pieces to win. But obviously it's a, it's like a free for all at the table. Uh, you get to that point where you're like you kind of point out to other people and you're like, hey, I noticed this guy's doing something. We should probably watch out for that. So something like that happened where a guy to my left, like a tall, skinnier, kind of shorter kid, uh, was just like. 
played something. A real wimp. Yeah, a real, real dork. He played something, and then, like, it went around the table, and they were like, huh, is there any danger? I was like, ah, you got want to, like, point out that. And, like, they blew up that piece he was working on. And he just turned to me, he's like, you know, nobody would have done anything if you hadn't opened your fat fucking mouth and said that. <laughs> and I, and initially, I just made the joke. I was like, why fat? And he's like, you know what? I think you know why. You oh, didn't have to say anything. Goodness. And I was just, like, I was kind of trying to joke along with it as well. I was like, yeah, I know fat just felt very personal, very, like, in your face. He's like... I didn't call you fat. I'm just saying your mouth's fucking fat. But hey, you're really taking the issue with it. And I was like, eventually, I was like, I, I, I think I'm at the point, man, where you, you call me fat one more time. I don't want to do this, but I think I have to fight you over in the Magic the Gathering at some uh, point. <laughs> or don't let that be your first fight. It's not my first. But I was well, like, well, your first adult fight, certainly. Certainly. Right? And also with a friend. <laughs> but I'm also just like, oh, it's the guy you have a rapport with. Yeah, okay. it's a guy I work at the store with. But I was like, I don't know how long I can just let you keep calling me fat that I had to be like sitting here joking around with him for. I was like, maybe at some point I think I just had to fight you. And I was like, maybe you've been listening to Louis J. Gomez too much. It felt like a real Louis moment coming Yeah, out. and he said fat mouth. Like he wasn't really talking about your no. mistake. No, he wasn't. But it was one of those moments where I was just like, I joked around with it. I tried doing like the old tell him Steve, Dave, like, why fat when it was just like a waltz slip of the tongue? I would guess magic gathering fights probably don't make it on World Star Hip Hop. It's a lot of, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, you'd be surprised. Do you think you can really kick the shit out of someone if you get angry enough? I think so. I don't know how well I do, but I certainly, look, it is a point where I was like, I do think I have enough machismo in me or just testosterone where if like somebody's just actively like, shitting on me over and over again to my face in front of other people who I'm also friends with. Is fat enough to really do it to you, though? No, but it was... Because it, here's the thing. Some people, when they play the game, get like very defensive and angry. Mm-hmm. Like They change their personalities a little bit because they don't want to lose. And like when you start like... Yeah. When you point out something like, oh, hey, that thing could be really bad if we don't deal with it now. Yeah, sure. A hobby they've really been dedicating themselves yeah, to. Yeah, well, like, they're, or just anyone when they're <laughs> in kind of competitive. Getting my turn like, cut. Yeah, like, when you're getting smat, like, when you're getting your shit pushed in at Super Smash Brothers, you wouldn't, like, you know, maybe tense up a little bit or something like that. And have to watch Christopher fucking Kirby fucking ooze flute his way over. Hit you with everything I had. <laughs> but it's just one of those things you're like... I don't know, like, I'm in front of people I know, like, this is the place I work. It feels weird if I'm, like, I feel like at some point I have to, like, just, like, not like I'm going to throw the first punch. You should know this is not okay to continue doing this. But I'm definitely going to be, like, I'm going to have to stand up, like, if this keeps going, we're going to have to escalate it at some point. And then everyone else thinks it's okay. (laughs) Yeah, like, I can't have everyone at this table just being, like, oh, yeah, we can just call him a fat fucking idiot the entire time. He won't do anything. Anytime like, he just outsmarts us. And... I was like, I can't let that be the, the persona I gain around town. Especially not with the new young generation. Yeah, you gotta keep those, you gotta keep those gotta crappy keep, dudes down. I gotta keep the fear in me alive. <laughs> yeah, I concur. I don't know. I don't think, so, I, I think security would be shocked to like, there's a fight where? I mean, I think the last fatality from... Had that ball happened from the Magic the Gathering store. Fatality? Yeah, well, that guy I told you about, uh, OD. Oh. The last, the last he place didn't he die was... in the store. No, but he thought it was the last place he was seen. He died in the parking lot. Yeah, you really sold that <laughs> peculiar. It's the last fatality. It's all, it's all about getting people to click the article, brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's journalism today. 
the la- the last mysterious death we had at the mall was <laughs> the last <laughs> was in the Magic the Gathering slash eighties T shirt store. <laughs> it is always interesting to see like a person walk into the store and like, wow, this is a real tale of two cities. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, the front half of the store is all skateboards and like. Grateful Dead t-shirts, and then the back of the store is all Magic the Gathering and, like, board games. It's half Fishbone and half nerdier than Fishbone somehow. It's kind of like a cool hot topic is the best way to describe it. Like it's Spencer's, it doesn't smell of stale cum. The kids aren't still down with Hot Topic? We don't even have one in that mall anymore, sadly. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's been long gone. It's like a hairdresser's now. Hmm. Which is probably good. I don't know if we'd be able to keep up. We'd be able to compete with it. <laughs> big, <laughs> from big hot topic. <laughs> big business hot topic. Uh, anything else? Just you some want? like extravagant like CEO that still has like a brass knuckle belt buckle. <laughs> uh, oh, so we were talking about L three though. I don't think we ever finished on that. No, I don't think Mike ever got to really put his thoughts in on that. If she gets her own solo spinoff movie. Because they, they end it where they're like, we uploaded her She's part to the, of the Millennium chef, Falcon. Yeah. Next movie, they're like, we need everybody for this final battle against them, the Emperor Kylo Ren. And they're like, hold on, we have a new robot body that needs a personality. And Rey, using the Force, is like, there's a strong spirit inside this ship that wants to come out. <laughs> Um, no, I think Solo broke Disney on a lot of levels where they're like, this isn't necessarily the easy cash machine. Like, we actually had to put some effort, a little bit more effort into these. Um, so I, I, when they made it, almost definitely. Was that probably something they were thinking of? Like, this beloved L3 character, it's going to be back in the next Star I Wars. Thought, I don't know if they ever thought they'd, like, they'd continue referencing it, but I definitely think they probably were like, we'll make a lot of money off. Yeah. Like, L3 will walk around Disneyland and, like, you know, little girls will walk What a bummer. To... Could you imagine that's the... <laughs> little girls we talked will walk about around before. and be like, for the rebellion, I guess. But if you go into Galaxy's End, like, the, whatever, the Disneyland Star Wars, and that's who tending bar, like, what's up, cis male? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like, I don't understand what the robot's parameters are. It's like one of the, it's like the Occupy Wall Street of robots, and you're just like... Isn't the guest always right? I Can I smack her in the bottom and get a logger? But I was like, I don't... Like, as a comedy character, it's very strange, though. Like, am I supposed to laugh? Like, am I supposed to laugh along with her in, like, a raw-raw sense? Or am I supposed to think she's silly? <laughs> I guess you're supposed to kind of identify with the, the people she's subjecting that behavior to where it's like i get it isn't that frustrating but it's like i'm the audience and this blows yeah i'm in the exact same boat and this sucks again well again like it's that one line where he's like hey i'm headed over to the fucking refrigerator you need anything and she's like equal rights and you're like but i don't get it he's the only person you seem to be friends with why yeah. are you subjecting him to this the whole time he doesn't seem to treat you as a second class citizen so why you're, like, jamming on your friend like that? Yeah, where's this attitude coming from? Yeah. And why he's like, oh, she's like my best friend. I was like, really? Because you don't seem to share a good moment between the <laughs> between you at any point. It's not like a cool moment where, like, you and Chewbacca, like, you know, pushed a, the entire, like, pallet up a, a cliff and then dropped a bunch of rocks on, like, a monster or something no. like that. You don't share, like, a moment where, like, oh, this is where the camaraderie formed. It's just always sniping back and forth 
and her fucking things up. And you are 100% right I when I forgot who the person in the mask was that was following on. Like, who's that? You're like, it doesn't fucking matter. It's completely irrelevant. It's such a weird, like, last 15 minutes of the movie. Like, first and foremost... We're gonna create. We're gonna destroy your expectations because you see this guy. You're like kind of like a Boba Fett. Actually, it's some albino little girl. It's a very like, not attractive teenager. And you're like, I mean, I wasn't really going into this like, ooh, I hope in the last 15 minutes of the movie they revealed me a cool badass fighting character. Like I wasn't expecting that. So it really wasn't like you subverted an expectation of mine. But even then, I wasn't, like, invested in this mm-hmm. one way or the other. It's not like afterwards was, like... I I think she probably had, a, a like, a role to play in a trilogy of Han Solo movies or whatever they were planning. But oh, this movie had to have been planning a lot. I actually just looked it up because I forgot how much of a failure it was. It was a $275 million budget, and it made back 213 Wow. So not even including like advertising or anything like that. And they advertised the shit out of that movie. Yeah. So worldwide it made three hundred about a little under four hundred, so probably still lost money overall. But domestically it 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 did not do well at all. Yeah, I'll agree with it. It shouldn't have. It, it Disney shouldn't be able to get away with just like cashing in on nostalgia alone. Like you should have given it wasn't a bad movie, but it's there's stuff a bit I liked. I never bought that guy as, as Han Solo. And first of all, you picked a 30-year-old for it when I thought it was supposed to be like a 20-year-old Han Solo. Well, it's weird because they used the same guy playing Han Solo as like a street punk kid as they do when he then grows up. Yeah. And is like a mid-20s, like former military, like fighter pilot age. You're like, yeah. Wait, so what age was he... Back on that planet that I was supposed to buy. I think he was at. supposed to be like 17. Yeah, you're like, I think he was like supposed it. to be literally a kid. Yeah, it's a curious decision to go with. Uh, I don't like Amelia Clark in basically anything she's in. I just, there's some. She's got a her. limited range. Yeah, absolutely. I just, I can't buy almost any character she is for some reason. Um, and then, like, yeah, there's like. I like the Woody Harrelson character. Like, I thought he added something uh, to the movie. I was but... bummed the Jabba the Hutt heist movie didn't happen. That would have been pretty cool, right? Yeah, wouldn't that have been awesome? Like, Woody Harrelson, like, see you on Tatooine, kid. There's stuff that they definitely could have done that would have been pretty interesting, but... And maybe that's where he meets Boba Fett. It's like, that's like the fifth guy in the group that everyone's like, mm, I don't know about this guy, but... <laughs> but hey, it's you, me, Meek, and... Uh... Connecting the universes. <laughs> They're like, so what does he do? Hey, kind of snaps things. That's pretty much it, really. Don't fuck with him. <laughs> he can pretend to be dead for quite a while. <laughs> it's uh, quite honestly, that's all he really is. A stormtrooper. Oh no, I've killed this little insect thing. I better embrace its body, keep it warm. <laughs> Whoa, no chick Uh but yeah, no, there's a lot of, like, small stuff that there's, like, there's a lot of unnecessary, like, weird connections they had to force the original, like, hey, look, they're playing space chess on the Millennium Falcon, and mm-hmm. all these little things where you're just, like, yeah, not super into it. I still say the Castle Run is super cool. I like how they tried to, like, make that make sense, and there was so much built into it that it actually felt like it was worth it. But when they try to, like, sell you on, like, the seventh time of, like, Remember how important those dice were? I was like, no. I never gave yeah, a fuck about these dice. 
But you know, so in any of these movies, stop trying to sell. Like I've seen the original three movies a hundred times. I don't remember seeing dice. I guarantee you, if you go to Disneyland, you go to gift shops. They probably sell those dice all over the place, and they expect people to give. Oh, and I bet they make sure they always look like they're only like there's only like two or three on the hook, just to make you like, oh, these are going fast. You better grab them while you can. Everyone must be buying these dice. (laughs) Oh, it's the Bort license plate. Better grab them while you can. I mean, I probably would if I saw a Mort license plate. Oh, I would. I don't know why more places don't make them just to connect with Simpsons fans. That better be the highest selling item at whatever Simpsons World, wherever that is. <laughs> the Bort license. I guess Disney can make it now. Yeah. That's uh, the curious thing. Almost everything's under Disney. It was like they said... It was like they just overheard me thinking like, well, Disney can't own my entire childhood. <laughs> like, Well, we bought Simpsons too. We bought Simpsons. Oh, are you think? Do you think they're going to take that off X, FXX? I don't think so. I thought I thought Simpsons, like Fox Television, for the most part, is staying the same. I think it's just their properties, like Star Wars, Marvel, and then Disney. I definitely think Disney's on. willing to take a step back from Fox. They News. also they also said they don't want anything to do with R-rated stuff. Well, I also don't think they own the Fox News stuff. Isn't that still Robert Murdoch? Oh, Robert yeah. I think Murdoch? the Fox News Corporation is a different one. Yeah. yeah. I think they just own 20th Century Fox. But they own Fox Network, right? Like regular Fox TV. And FX. And FXX. I'd have to check. I think they just own the studios. I don't know if they own like they own the, the 20th Century Studio. I don't know. It's changed a lot since I remember reading about it originally. Because originally it didn't involve anything from television. It was just the movie side. But obviously that's changed since then to some extent. So. Like we have to fire Sean Gunn to distract people from us actually creating Monopoly. <laughs> James Gunn, yeah. <laughs> James Gunn, yeah. Oh, Sean Gunn's the brother, right? Yeah. Who, uh... <laughs> somewhere out there there's a shot that I'm waiting for because there's like a shot where we're... Because he's the standee for Rocket Raccoon. Whenever they use like a Rocket Raccoon scene, it's always Sean Gunn who like, okay. walks around the actual scene. So I have to love that there's like a scene out there where Fat, like when we first see Fat Thor and he goes to hug Rocket Raccoon, it's just a shot of... Sean Gunn being smashed on his knees, giant <laughs> fucking fake belly that they threw on Thor. Oh, Fat Thor, uh, so interesting. <laughs> so real, it's gonna be dissected. I think more than anything, you're gonna hear people talking about that for a while. I do actually also, and this is not to jump back into Avengers, but I do want to talk about uh, how there's been some cool kind of analyzing of Thanos because at the end of the movie. He's not nearly the same kind of character as we saw in the last. It's two one. very different Thanoses, yeah. but you actually, you also realize you like it is a Thanos who is not accomplished any like who has not earned any of the stones at this point, and has that one scene where he's like, "Oh, it's my destiny to get these stones." Yeah, what is it? Like, Two thousand thirteen like, Thanos, the twenty fourteen. He doesn't the, before he doesn't, the like. If you want it done right, do it yeah, yourself. It's basically right before that. And then has this moment where he's just like, yo, he isn't tempered from having to lose something he loved to get the soul stone, who wasn't like, I'll do anything it takes to get it. He was just going in with raw kind of crazy anger and like, you know, indignation that he's like, I deserve this. Yeah, I it's would cool agree. It's cool to watch it. It's it, two different Thanos. And it definitely, if it was the only version of Thanos we got, I think it would be a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. But it's cool seeing it in the context that we had another movie where we got to see how Thanos was kind of... Difference between just a couple of years. Who has, like... Yeah, who also has, like, sort of this profound respect for most of the people he faces. 
where he's like, Tony Stark, I hope they remember you. And like, after he kills Vision, he's like, I'm so sorry, little girl, like, sweet child to, to Scarlet Witch, where he's just like rewinding time back and everything like that. Like, he has this respect for everybody and the decisions they make, but he's like, I have to do this. Yeah, in uh, Infinity War, you get the Thanos. Every time he gets a stone, out. There's no time for gloating, just gone. He's going to the next place, outside of the, the very intro of the movie. And in this one, you get a Thanos that's like, well, I'm just going to pull up a chair and wait for the three strongest guys to come out and fight him. <laughs> I'm just going to beat the shit out of these guys. With that fucking crazy blade, they're like, man, where was that? You've just been hiding this for that long? Your giant two-bladed sword that you just cut vibranium. Fucking anime sword that, like, I don't see that outside of an anime movie. It's oh, ridiculous. No. It's it's enormous and egregious. A sword that I guarantee, if I held, would fa- I would fall over immediately. <laughs> this even is a two hundred pound sword. Even if it was one balanced for me, I still feel like I wouldn't be able to wield it without accidentally cutting myself at some point. Yeah. Uh, anything else you wanted to get out there, brother? Uh. No, I wish I had written a couple of uh, Would You Rathers, but I didn't. Not you haven't written any in a while. Do you have one off the top of your head? or? Um, would you rather have no balls or no penis? Hmm. Boom. Sit on that one for the night, kids. No, it's, <laughs> it's, definitely, it's definitely no penis. Um, Wait, what? We've done this before. Yeah. The balls are what makes the cum. <laughs> Come on, Crusher. <laughs> if I've learned anything from law school, <laughs> <laughs> I know I know where the milk gets made. Um, if you could change it, and Hawkeye died instead of Black Widow. <laughs> The anti-Hawkeye podcast, apparently. Yeah, uh, come on. Who gives a shit about Hawkeye and his mayonnaise on hot dogs fucking loving piece of shit kids? I mean, so, I just watched uh, Dead to Me, which uh, the one girl from it, I believe, is the, the, the wife of Hawkeye, and I left that series being like, I fucking find her enchanting. So at this point, I'm like, sure, mayonnaise on a hot dog, whatever, girl. Oh. Now, uh, I don't... I mean, I'm not so... I do like that the two of them have this relationship that never is explicitly romantic. Maybe it was... They fucked at some point. Maybe it was at one point, but it's certainly platonic now as just good friends. And I, I, I like that it's the two of them fighting to basically make this sacrifice. I don't know. I, I don't think I'd go back and change it. Just because I don't know what you do with, like, Black Widow at that point. She doesn't have anything to go back to. I just wonder why... And maybe it's because no one knew the exact rules. But I was like, wouldn't you have said something like, hey, I wonder if Vormir might be a little more dangerous. Like Nebula was like, hey, so Thanos went there with Gamora, then came back with the Soul Stone and nothing else. Maybe it's more dangerous that we shouldn't just send the two weakest members of our team to go get it. I didn't see a meme, but I, I guess there was a meme of, like, you have to kill what you love. And it's just someone being like, so, tell me more about yourself, Red Skull. <laughs> oh, yeah. Someone, like, <laughs> saying around, like, I'm just going to force oh, myself to fall in love I enjoyed with Boardwalk Empire, too. Who goosh? <laughs> oh, oh, who's your favorite character? Nucky and Richard. Uh, that is also a cool thing to think about when you're, like, Cat returns a soul stone there. He meets Red Skull again. 
oh shit i hope that's in a movie at some point or something like that yeah or a comic like at least details it because it is cool to think that he's returning all the yeah, stones so he's gonna things worked out pretty well for you huh <laughs> how's it going there Fuhrer. all right did right. hitler win <laughs> i won't sure <laughs> You're supposedly all knowing. <laughs> you know everyone's fathers and parents. Anyway, I brought this corpse of a homeless guy. I, I love him dearly. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, go to the turning stone. You know? There's no need to kill anyone. Lipshin. <laughs> Lipshin. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I didn't look in here for nothing. What do you think? I'm taking this back? You know, Garen is back to Brooklyn. Uh, yeah, no, uh, super solid movie, uh, solo not so much, and, uh, a bunch of nerdy stuff. I'm sure we're gonna do a post-Game of Thrones podcast. Sure. Uh, as the final episodes are right around the corner, maybe by the time you're listening to this, it's already happened, who knows, and that's why we're not talking about it. Uh, but we got about two episodes left. And Mikey still needs his death pull to really kick up. <laughs> Man, if somehow it's the bad ending, you're really screwed. Because not only do you have to sit here and be like, Cersei wins the Iron Throne, but... <laughs> Everyone you picked lived for some reason. What if I got kicked out of school because of that? Like, <laughs> we just got your Game of Thrones picks. They're like, these are terrible. Who did you have to live? Danny? What a fucking idiot. Obviously, he's got Is your die. sister interested in law school, though? Because <laughs> Samuel Tarly, Warden of the North? Mwah. Oh, then it's like a <laughs> shot of me in the background hanging from a tree. Like, <laughs> How does this nonsense happen? Uh, real quick, thoughts on the Star Wars trailer? Very little. I'm honestly, I may not see it in theaters. I may just wait until it comes out. Do you think the Emperor is a teaser for something that's going to be very small? I'll be honest, I don't care. I mean, like it's it's tough, but like, and I like Last Jedi. I talked about how much I like Last Jedi, but I I'm so yeah. We never released that podcast though. That's a nugget for later. It hasn't been released because it's a two-parter and I don't know how to do it and Christopher hasn't done it. We're going to mash them together and then just release them together with the Two thoughts, years after they came out. Thoughts on the later one. Uh, no, I just, like, I'm so... I watched the trailer and I was just so annoyed that it felt like they were backtracking on things. When it is like, very annoying. Gonna, I'm like, I don't... You got rid of the Emperor character in the second movie. That's the only thing that makes me think this is a kind of an interesting new story. Like, what does Kylo Ren yeah. do now that he's Kylo running? Ren shattered the helmet. He's not going to He now be, has the choice to be good or bad. He's not going to be Darth Vader. All these different things that you've, like, you've kind of established that you can do differently. And then you're like, oh, well, maybe it's all, it's all about Skywalkers again. And, and maybe like, the Emperor's back. <laughs> like, what? And this, it very well... So, let me preface this by saying, this is just off the trailer. Mm-hmm. The movie could be tremendously different. Maybe Rise of the Skywalker is purely a figurative term. Maybe Rey is just made a Skywalker in honor, or, like, Skywalker becomes a new term for Jedi. I heard Sari they name a base after the Skywalkers. Or something like yeah. that. Maybe it's not actually, like, Rey's a Skywalker. Or, Skywalker or a ship called Skywalker. Maybe, yeah. like, Kylo Ren repairs the helmet and it's all kind of, like, a facade of this person he's become. Maybe the Empire. Like, maybe it's still a really good movie. Maybe this is all, a fake out. But all the stuff that I've heard about it doesn't lend me to think that's going to be the case. And I'm not interested in watching a movie that's going to have to sit here and try to undo what the last one did. Like, I cannot even begin to describe how little of an interest I would have in watching a movie that's going to be like, 
Ooh, you know what we needed more of in this one? Some more Rose Finn Ray like triangle oh, drama. God. Or hey, remember the Porgs? How about some Porgs and like another wheelie robot to fall? Oh, on? we're going back to that casino planet to straighten things out. Like I'm just like I w- I definitely won't watch it until I hear reviews, and like I'm gonna have to like probably sort like suss through people who I really like have opinions I've fallen in line with because if that, I, I don't want to watch another one. I, don't, I definitely don't want to watch it if I find out it is just a movie that, like, undoes what half the last one did and then ends the trilogy off on that note. Like, if it's a movie that ends and they're like, yeah, well, they fight the, the big bad guy who turns out to be Emperor Palpatine. I'm just like, I'm out. I don't want to watch this. Yeah, I don't... I'll be honest, because I didn't recognize it was the Emperor's laugh at first. I thought it was Mark Hamill doing his Joker laugh. And the for, for the hottest of moments, when I thought I was like, to what ends? Are they going to put the Joker in this movie? Why would you think <laughs> or that? Or it's like an evil Mark Hamill. I, for like the moment, like the hot 20 seconds that that thought was going through my mind, I was kind of interested. And once that faded away, I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> hot scoop in. Uh, Disney bought the Phantom Zone, but not the rest of DC. Just the Phantom <laughs> Zone. <laughs> and Joker Sweet. got out. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, I, I would um, I would agree. The most... And I was much more conflicted about the last Jedi than you were. Um, I loved parts of it and fucking loathed other parts of it. Uh, but the one part I did like was that, okay, you're not the original trilogy because the emperor is dead Snoke and it's Kylo Ren and it's his decision. What's he going to do? That's very interesting. If he just goes to a new master, that's an infinitely less interesting movie. Or if they tried to redeem me. him, or something like that, like that's oh fuck that. If he just if he kills the emperor at the end, exactly. There's no way they do that, right? I don't know. I, I legitimately don't know, and it doesn't sound like they know either. Which is no. why all these movie, all these Star these Wars plans movies for these. It should have, have been one of, director the whole way through, or like at least have had because I mentioned his name a lot. Kevin Feige, who's like an executive producer for Marvel, and has overseen all these movies and kind of kept a cohesion between them. They don't have that for Star Wars. It's not one no. person who oversees it. It should have been one the whole it. time. And they don't have that. They gave the movie to three different people originally. And then now it's just going to be J.J. Abrams for a second one. Who all admitted no, the there, next there guy's no, not confined to my decision. And there was no cohesion. It wasn't yeah. like the guy who made the first one said to Ryan, like J.J. Abrams made the first one, said to Ryan Johnson, like, so here's what I'm going to do. And Ryan Johnson yeah. was like, okay, so for the third one, you need people to be in this place. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. No one did that. They just kind of made their own next step to it, which is why. And then play in part with the fact that the, the spinoffs haven't done very well. They've like they've canceled every Mar- or Star Wars related movie until 2022 when they're like, all right, we're gonna try this again. <laughs> and, and I think it's actually supposed to be confirmed. There's going to be one director for those three movies. It should be once a year was too much. It like Star Wars movies should feel like a special kind of. thing. It was once every two years, but it was uh, there was a spinoff. Movie the main story, year. yeah, but it, you were getting still getting a Star Wars folklore movie yeah. every year. And it did feel less special, and it did feel like this... Well, it's just, it's different, too, because you're like, it's not a Marvel <clears throat> Universe kind of thing. Like, maybe if it was all stuff going on at the same time, but you're always getting spin-offs or prequels, which are inherently always kind of less interesting than the main product, because they, they don't have as much creative freedom to do what they yeah. want. So, I don't know. I, I'll probably watch it at some point. I doubt I'll never see it, but depending on how reviews are. 
definitely going to probably skip to the right. theater. Christopher, the, the <laughs> Disney just hands you the wand. What do you think the Emperor should do for this movie? He's in it. You don't get to decide that. It's not the actual Emperor. There's like a base where he had plans for a new weapon that if they don't stop them now, the First Order just has too much power to ever be stopped again. Like they have to, st- like they can't allow a Death Star to start construction because there's not enough rebels to like actually do a, like a, a trench run or something like that. Mm-hmm. So like we have to stop before he even gets the plans because it's not like that's always one of the things too. Like the big sky beam or whatever, you're like we got to stop before that beam goes off yeah. and kills everything. Like this is like. We're not immediately dead if we don't stop him, but there's no chance we'll ever stop mm-hmm. him again. Like, that's kind of a more interesting angle to go with, especially when you only have, like, seven characters who are fucking named at this point who can do anything. And that's how I do. Like, put that's, her, that's, that's put her top pilot Rose in the ship. She apparently could do that. I don't know. She was an engineer. She's apparently an amazing pilot as well. And can outmaneuver everyone, physics. Everyone, everyone in this group are amazing pilots all the way through. Which is weird, because stormtroopers seem to be bad at everything. But Finn <laughs> is a, a fucking spot on with everything but he being a janitor, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, that, like, that would be where I'd want the, the realm of influence to be. It's just something the Emperor left behind. This weird tenet of, like, if he goes for this, then it is, like, a true return of the Sith, because potentially it could restart a Sith order. Or, yeah. or just re- reach the point again where it's a mastered apprentice. We never saw Snoke use like a lightsaber or anything like yeah. that. But like that's where you go. That's where I think it could be interesting. Otherwise, though, if it's something where it's like, oh, well, it's an evil Force ghost. And you're like, it kind of feels like that shit's all over. Yeah, I can understand if you're going like KOTOR had it, that a couple Force... Like super powerful Sith lords were like, but no, that's like, canon. Right? We're like hell to points, yeah. but yeah. Nah, that's where I kind of stand. I'm assuming you have some strong thoughts. Yeah, he comes yeah, like to he, Earth he and he in. crushes <laughs> Hawkeye right in front of his fucking kids. His <laughs> queer ass, Manny's loving piece of shit kids. Oh, I would just love to see that. Like it really make Hawkeye suffer. You can stop this at any time because it's just going to be a rant no, about me killing out. Hawkeye. All right. Uh, anything else you want to throw out? Any plugs you want to throw out as you get this uh, Hawkeye snuff film? Michael J. Larius Instagram, and then he like Hawkeye's like uh, Hawkeye just begs with his life. Like I'll suck your cock. I, I'll do anything to get out of this because I'm such an empty, meaningless character. All right. So. Awesome. Michael J. Larius on YouTube. Michael J. Larius on Instagram. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, we'll have a, a Game of Thrones recap one, maybe with Terry. Hopefully, maybe with Sean. We'll see how it goes. Who knows? Anything's up in the air. So, guys, that's going to do it for Super Larry's Brothers Podcast. We'll catch you next time here. <laughs> 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 <laughs>